You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to the Morning Sickness. It's 545. My name's John. How are you? There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo's here. And we're all kind of feeling a little nauseous because we just watched, like everybody else did for the 800th time, Nick Chubb's leg going sideways in last night's Steelers-Brown game. Ah, the good old internet. Can you imagine if Joe Theismann's leg broke years ago? And they said, we're not going to show that. It's too gruesome. It's disgusting. Because remember, when Joe Theismann's leg did break, they couldn't get enough of showing that. And then finally, they're like, this is terrible. Stop it. But we watched it over and over and over. Last night, Nick Chubb's leg did a very similar thing, only at least at a joint instead of just a bone exploding. And uh, immediately, they're like, we're not replaying that up close. You don't need to see that. So we all, even at my house, searching dot com away and within seconds there's i mean the second troy aikman and uh, joe buck said we're not showing that everybody rewound their tvs put it up on their instagram page it must have been on there 600 different times and it is awful that guy's career is over that's his second time with that knee there's with no that coming knee, back. Yeah, yeah, there's just... no coming back from that especially the, the sideways backwards uh if he does come back it's just gonna happen again because you can't strengthen that back up that dude's a beast too Nick Chubb is a monster. I hate the Browns. I hate the Browns with a passion, but I've always liked Nick Chubb. I said it two years ago. If their coach ever figured out that their running back gets five yards of carry, there'd be no reason for them to throw the ball. And then they went out and spent a billion dollars on on Handy McCann's hand job. Got him. I've never been impressed with him that much. He's good. Never. I've never. I don't get the Deshaun Watson thing at all. I think it's hype more than it is actual performance. He played for the Texans. Of course, he looked good. He was the best player on the Texans. Brett is the second best player on the Texans. I get it. He's he's a good quarterback. I just don't see the money going his way. But now they're they're done, and the Browns going to Brown. Even though this time it wasn't necessarily that. Man, that they was, did it the entire game. They, they Brown. They Brown. Especially in Pittsburgh, they Brown. Steelers are a Chinese fire drill on uh, offense. Their defense is solid. So get that straightened out. Something's good. But that that injury was. I mean, you start now. You start thinking like that was like one of Brett's videos. That, that yeah. thing last night I'm watching, and when we, when we finally got pictures, I'm like, all right, that, that makes my stomach turn because it's just, you know, it's part of the game. But, man, oh, man, we get one a year where it seems like somebody's leg buckles. Like Alex Smith is on that list. Certainly Joe Theismann. Willis McGahee. I'll never forget his flamingo leg in that college game. Just that dude came just, crashing into his knee, and it just busted backwards. Brutal. But you hate to see guys like you, you hate to see an injury that actually ends a career. I don't know how he wasn't crying. I would have been crying like a baby. My knee goes that way. I'm sobbing just for the idea that it's just that's it. It looked like it almost popped back in. It probably of- did, but everything around it is stretched and blown out and everything else. The all the ligaments are done. If that guy is anything more than just, you know, walking without a limp, 
That's that's the luck of it. I remember Alex Smith's leg, when he came back, and the first thing that happened to him, and I just closed my eyes, was Aaron Donald sacking him with all his body weight on his back, and that dude had to hold Aaron Donald up. I'm like, please retire. Like, nobody needs to see this. I don't want to – it's miraculous you're back on the field. That's enough. I don't need to see you do anything else and still admire you. And some of those dudes just, I mean, you got to remember they're in their 20s. What else are you going to do? you got nothing left, and Nick Chubb is going to have a rough comeback. If he comes back, um, from what would that look like last night? Man, tip your cap, but I don't see it. I just don't see anybody. If anybody's his friend, any doctor, any teammates, like, dude, don't. That was a Gail Sayers thing. Yeah. That was bad. I go back and forth on, the, on hits like that. I mean, I know they do it with a the quarterback. They try to protect the low thing. You can't really prevent that so much. Running backs go He's lower than uh, the the people of most. No, but risk. I'm talking, you know, like a leading with your head into the. Uh, You're in a you pile know. if you look yeah. at the play. And that's the form it's down that at quarterbacks. the four yard line. And these guys have, have to, to get. You have to get low on yeah. Nick Chubb. You can't not do it, and it's it's built into the game that Nick Chubb's going to get low on you. So he's going to drop down. Everybody yeah. has to dip down. It's the you know. It's perfect timing. It's just part of the risk. You get your legs all tangled up in a pile, and some guy's coming in to try to tackle you, and somebody's holding you up. You don't even know. You got a plant leg down. That guy's job is not to go. Well, there's his knee. Got to be careful. His job is to go. I'm going to hit him below the waist and wrap him up, and and that was it. I don't Minka didn't do anything wrong. The other dude was holding him, and his leg was planted. It's like a stick in the ground. It's <sighs> just got. It's so gross. Ugh. I've seen a hyperextension once, not like that, but a hyperextension once in person, and it's nauseating. Like, it is the person that it, they usually scream. That guy in the leg oh. press yesterday. <laughs> That's yeah. a little bit of a hyperextension. That dude's going to struggle to walk again. But, yeah, it's that weird, that is not, and when you're looking at it in person, mine was on a basketball court. I watched a guy do it on a basketball court where he stepped, another dude, Went to like I think he jumped first and then he stopped, and when he came back down, the other guy came back down right in front of him and started to lean in, and his leg just buckled. It just made this backwards. It was weird. It was like bending a curtain rod. It just and it stayed that way for a second. Yeah, and then just went right back in. No noise, nothing. And he sat there and looked at all of us. The yell was horrible. Oh, it was bad. Anyway, Nick Chubb, blown up leg. Ugh. And it's all everybody was talking about after the game, too. You can even get, like, Took regular. a whole Ugh. different tone to it. Yeah, well, take the win, but it is certainly gross. But, yeah, you got to start to wonder, what's the worst injuries in football? that You know, all the spinal cord injuries that have happened, those don't look bad, you know? Those are the ones Other where guys the just, like. just laying out on the field. Right, that's that after. That's like, not oh, the injury. That's right. the post-injury. Like you can't the really actual, see much. The actual injury injury. Of something busting or a guy's arm flopping around. We've seen dudes' arms break, but... Even them pulling their fingers out. Yeah, Brett Favre walking to the sideline with that thing sticking out of his hand, and they just rip it, pop it, and put it back. Dislocations of fingers and things like that hurts, but you watch a leg go sideways. Uh, oh, man. So I think it's, you know, Theismann. This one's up there. McGahee, Alex Smith. There's been others. Crumry. Tim Crumry's ankle was disgusting. That was like an 81 and nobody and back again. That's the problem with HD TV. I don't think Tim Crumry's ankle was noticeable in the replay until Sports Illustrated had the pictures of it. I remember that, like after that Super Bowl, like wow, he really hurt his ankle. And they had a frame by frame shot of his ankle leaving his leg 
and it's gross. It was just gross. His whole leg just shattered. There's been some gems. Makes you wonder. Uh, with all the single moms out there and their kids loving football. Yeah, we see that all over the internet. HDTV has stopped a lot of uh, kids from going forward with their football career because mom won't let them play anymore because of stuff like that. I, you know, it would be, It's gross. You can't imagine your little angel having his legs snapped in half. You won't even let him walk home from school. The line over there off of Campbell the other day was six hours long. These little kids are so coddled that I can't believe football's still around. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's morning sickness. You gotta, you know, it's gotta be to that point where uh, if he's not that good, yeah, don't do it. Why risk yeah, it? Yeah. If he, uh, yeah, I just really I mean, like it. You're terrible, kid. And that's and the I thing. understand the team concept and all that. It'd be tough as a dad. Sure, like my kid's probably not going to go to the next level if it's if you See, know that. You just said something that sounded like a uh, like Brett and me. Parents are incapable of saying their kids aren't any good. They know that they're not going to go pro, but they're incapable of saying, well, you're not good enough to do this. you got to stop. Because then you're killing dreams and you're one of those. So maybe, yeah, you let maybe, him go. Yeah, you maybe go. one of these days he'll figure it out. But you know deep down if you've got a a Mongol out there, you're, you're going to throw him out and say, all right, go get him. And he's like, he's just uncoordinated and messy. and you Just, you know, get him a tuba. Get him, put him where he belongs, where he's not going to bust his legs, and put him in the band. Or they'll... We'll find another way to break their leg. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're going to fall off of something. <laughs> we all, Everybody remembers the kids that were like, ooh, we don't play, play nice with this one. He's not real coordinated. <laughs> we, heck, when I played You just got to let it happen. Yeah. We used to have a, two weekly basketball games when I was at Tony Romas. We would play on Tuesday and Thursday at night. And uh, the bartender, uh, Jeff, now, Jeff called himself this. This isn't my name for him, but Jeff called himself Juice uh, Shrubby, called himself Juice Shrub. So we just moved it to Shrubby because <laughs> he had this Jufro. It was an amazing afro for a white man. It was incredible. Like Chevy Chase and Fletch when I, he was doing the whole... Uh... Brett, he could shave his head on a Tuesday at noon, and on Wednesday, the fro was Full back. Blue. He was, nice. It was like a Chia Pet and time-lapse photography. He could not keep this... You could not keep this Jufro down. It would bloom in the sun. So he called himself Shrubby. He called himself Jew Shrub, and we just called him Shrubby. But Shrubby wanted to play basketball on our two nights, and we had some good players. We we were not a terrible group. And, you know, it was like we were running some serious, fun games. But it wasn't for the, you know, bad players weren't welcome. It wasn't like a free-for-all. Shrubby wanted to play. And we're like, all right, if you think you can make it. And he came out there, and... uh not a coordinated man. Not at all. He had the afro. Looked good on the court. I'll tell you that. It looked like Dr. J. Uh, but it was uh, not Julius. It was Dr. Jew. And he was unbelievably uh, uncoordinated. But he started to just bang into you because his one gift he had was getting in your way. And he hurt more people 
smashing into him being uncoordinated than he ever hurt himself. Like the good players were in jeopardy because he was always doing unorthodox crap. Don't want to get leg cut. Yeah, don't yeah, want yeah, and, an ankle roll. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd be under you when you'd yeah. land, and your ankles would land on his feet. And he wasn't doing anything bad. He was just never in a good spot. Yeah, so that's what a parent has to do. Look at their kid and go, you're so bad at this, you're going to hurt someone else. Normally, it's the guy who's bad at it doesn't get hurt. It's the the people that he does something stupid and they get hurt. But, yeah, parents never look at their kids and go, you're uncoordinated, you're not an athlete. They don't do that. You, you should, but you don't. You got that kid whose feet point out, you know, what do they call that, duck-toed? Yeah. And they try running and stuff, and you just wish it dead. Oh, I, I used to hate that when I played baseball. I was this. I was the same person I am today, but when we'd have a baseball team, and Garth, I remember that kid's name like it was yesterday. Garth was on our team two years in a row. Garth would roll out. I'm like, God damn it. Garth's feet were like wooden planks that were stuck to his ankles sideways. They, he, he, that was pretty standard in the oh, little league. Oh, but he ran like that. an idiot. And it's like, well, his parents, I wanted to say, well, you people just recognize this isn't for him. This is not, I know he wants to play, but some of us want to be good at it. Can't do that. We were kids. We didn't have that everybody gets a chance mentality. That was the parents. We wanted Garth on the bench all six innings. We wanted him sitting down. Garth had to play three, and those were risky three innings. We didn't have much of a choice. In the in the little league, you you basically maybe had one or two always extra guys. Other than that, everyone plays half to. Everybody has to play. Yeah, Garth got three innings a game. So he's everybody like had to play. He was worse than Lupus. Oh, I would have taken man. Lupus t- seven days a week and twice on Whoa. Sunday. Lupus was Michael Vick compared to this guy. <laughs> did you get that catch? No. Actually, Garth did get it one seemed, catch. That's it right. Seems Garth like it did happens, have a catch. No matter what. Yeah, it was, we, we played for Worth Construction, and Garth did have one catch. And the whole place went crazy. Yep. And I'm like, and I'm, you know, st- I was cynical when I was 10. Don't encourage this. You're gonna you're gonna make him come back next year. Sure enough, there's old you know Affleck Duck comes walking up to practice and you're like, God damn it, Garth's on my team again. <laughs> there's three innings where the ball is going to go to the fence three times on routine singles. Garth, but his mom and his mom didn't even show up to the games. Garth would have to get a ride home all the time because mom didn't even care that he played. I'm like Garth, somebody needs to talk to Garth. He wanted to play, though. He had the right to play. He did, I know. And that's why you just didn't. That's why Little League stopped being a thing. And Club League started. Because it was for the serious players only. Little League was just for any any trash bag that had 25 bucks. It was just basically just anybody and their brother could go wheeling kids out on chairs. And, like, everybody could play. There was no... There was no gatekeeper for a little league. If you had the money, you could be on a team. I remember a T-ball. You'd have some of the guys in the outfield, like just sitting out, oh. sitting down out there. It's like, what are you doing? And mom's laughing. Yeah, oh, it was the worst. When I coached that, I coached a bunch of thirteen-year-old kids playing basketball once. There were to Daniel. Oh, I hope he's all grows up now. But I bet you Daniel still walks like he's getting pushed by the wind. Daniel. And I had to tell Daniel because his parents wouldn't. His mom loved him too much. Daniel, basketball's not for you. And he's not, and it wasn't a Michael Jordan story where you could see some athleticism, but he just didn't have the heart. Daniel, he was a praying mantis that a genie wished into a human body. There was no possible way his brain wasn't part praying mantis. I've never seen somebody's hands just rest comfortably in front of them in this bent position. 
His knees were always bent. He never stood up without bent knees. He ate flies. He was the worst. What? Oh, yeah. No, the kid was a half-praying mantis. He was horrible. <laughs> and he'd stand and just stare at me while the game's going on. Need direction. Daniel! Get between your man and the basket, please. And he'd do it, but his back would be... Back to the basket! Just stand there! Forget about the flies! Get your <laughs> goddamn hands in the air! And he'd just... He'd, his wrists would bend up. Now it just looks like he's got his elbows were always at his ribs. It's surrendering. Uh, barely, though. But not like above your head. They were always like in front of him. Like he had a keyboard in front of him all the time. Imagining <laughs> a praying mantis typing. Oh, Daniel, God damn it. And I had to pull him aside and say, yeah, I don't think basketball's for you. There's plenty of other sports out there that I'm not coaching that you could be a part of. And of course, his mother came over. Why did you tell Daniel he's... Not for him. I'm like, have you, have you seen? Are you watching the game? Have you seen the kid play basketball? You're, you're not doing him any favors. You're making all the other kids hate him. Nobody took Daniel under their wing. They knew when Daniel was in the game, and they didn't blame Coach. He had to do it. They knew. And I remember our best player's name was Jaron, and he came over and he goes, "Hey, when, uh, when Daniel's in the game, get me in the game." I'm like, "Oh, you think I'm not going to do that?" <laughs> By the way, Jaron, you're playing all the minutes, even though that's not allowed. You're playing all the minutes. In fact. Go put Daniel's jersey on and go play for Daniel for a few minutes. Just uh, stand like a praying mantis a couple times. People won't notice. But Jaron recognized it. Let me in the game when Daniel's out there because it's five on four when he plays. So he was like Kelly Leak, just taking everything. He was my Kelly Leak. And there was another kid we had named Chase that was pretty good. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Holmberg's morning sickness. And the one, and I remember (laughs) another kid's name was AJ. He was our only black kid. He was so fast, but he wanted to dribble. Like he just, he was like a globe trotter. He just wanted to dribble the whole time. He didn't care about passing or shooting. He was just, he was a madman yeah. keeping the ball away from people. And he was good at it, but he just didn't know what to do once he got past the half. So I, he was my point guard, and I would have to tell him, you know, I got to pass, got to pass. His dad comes up to me at one point. He goes, uh, I know you've got a tough job doing this with these kids, but uh, <clears throat> try to keep Daniel out of tonight's game. <laughs> I got what? Out of it. Well, he, nobody wanted him to play. The praying mantis was out. And he's like, I really admire what you're doing. I think it's great. Because uh, I was just helping. I didn't have It was my friend's. Nephew. You got any pull? Oh, I didn't. I didn't have anybody on the team. I was the weirdo stranger that came in because my buddy Mark didn't know what he was doing. He had his, his nephew's team, and the coach quit. So he's like, "You want to help out?" I'm like, "Sure." I ended up coaching a damn 13 year old kids team. Daniel was rough, but AJ's dad comes over there. Hey, let's just keep Daniel on the bench tonight. Can we claim he's injured at all? And we'd laugh. I'm like, nah, <laughs> that's a good idea. If I can put him on the IR. He was that bad, but his mom wouldn't tell him. He was her angel. And he picked his nose. It just it was nonstop nose. Thirteen years old. Lupus. Picked his nose constantly. Practice. I just look over and I'm like, you know, that might be something we use for defense. Just have him pick his nose so nobody gets close to him and start chasing people with boogers. I guess that's a, a defense of Daniel. Those praying mantis hands. I'll never forget them. We did end of the year awards, and we gave everybody a nickname. We called him the praying mantis. So it was a Daniel Mantis, blah, blah, blah. It's a, he's got that probably on a wall somewhere. still one of his greatest achievements, uh, the certificate of achievement. And we had the most valuable player. Uh, we had a kid named uh, Kashi, something Raghurashi, and we called him uh, Kashi Carey 
like cash carry because yeah. his dad ran a cash store. <laughs> of course great. he did. Oh, no. We had great nicknames. I don't think the kids understood. Kashi Carey. It was great. But the Mantis. Oh. So, if your kid's no good at it, like Brady said, you got to be a parent and says your kid, you're no good at it, and you don't want their legs to explode and have that bill sitting in front of you. It gets to that certain level. Or it's like. Nah, you, just, you know when your kid's no good at stuff by about 12. Or they want to um, take it up. You know what? I want to start playing my sophomore year. You can do that if they have some athleticism. That's in their brain. Yeah. Poor Toledo had the opposite. His kid was great at it and just decided he didn't want to play. Which would stink. I'd go off for a pack of smokes. Yeah. I'm out. My dad always looked at me. You've got something. You can play. Why don't you? Your head's not in this. Because I wouldn't. I just wanted to. Whip the ball around and be okay at it, and I never actually had that drive. You'd see the kids who did. You knew the ones who were like we played with Albie Lopez, who ended up on the Diamondbacks. I knew he was going to be really good when I was thirteen. Like he's a pro. Like something's like this dude is just hyper focused on baseball. He loves it, and I thought I was. Uh uh-uh. uh. You meet the kids are going somewhere. They're different. They just are going forward. Baseball is all they think about, and then in the meantime, they're getting all the girls too, which is crazy. Yeah, look at your kids today. If they walk like a praying mantis, get them a violin or something and put them in the band. We don't want to see any more Nick Chubbs out there. It's just horrifying. It's terrible. Uh, at 6.05, we've got uh, uh, today is another day of glorious golden ticket giving away. Uh, later this morning, for those of you who didn't pay attention yesterday, because it's a Monday, somewhere, but this doesn't count. I'm just warning you right now, it doesn't count. Uh in the uh, between eight and ten o'clock, that's when we do this. Eight and ten o'clock, we're going to have the golden ticket sounder. Now, somebody emailed me yesterday and said I can't hear sounder anymore because of what the Urban Dictionary's done. Oh, to oh sounders. Yeah. I just think if it's just dudes who are, it's a description of people who just stuff things inside their. We'll call it a drop. Trainers. Yeah, it's a drop, yeah. but it is a sounder technically. But you're right. It is. Uh, we'll call it a drop until the internet ruins drops too. But when we get to the sounder, you guys will be the eighth caller. He put the number in, 602-585-9800. Five questions you'll be asked if you're the eighth caller. Uh, that will be uh, whether or not you're a super Survive the gauntlet you're in. Yeah, you're listening for this. This doesn't count. This is a non-sanctioned version. We're just giving it out as an example. But here it is. Uh, I've got a golden ticket. This is what you're listening for. Because I've got a golden ticket. If you hear that between 8 and 10 o'clock, dial it up. It can happen any time. Yesterday was right in the middle of a ghost song. Yeah. Just any time. You know how many emails I got yesterday? Those stupid oh, sons of bitches. You know, I mean, yeah. How do you just... not know Brady's first name is yeah. David? These people don't know the show. And I'm not so sure I want that guy on the plane. I know. <laughs> but you'll win a trip to go celebrate the, the morning show's 22nd birthday in Vegas. But yeah, don't be a crazed person that, you know, although you're not wrong. Poor guy couldn't remember Porkopolis yet. That's the one that, that blew was me away. That was the guy. I've been listening for 18 years. What was Brady's restaurant? Uh, Dicks and Hoes? No, it's, that wasn't it Dickie's Barbecue? Yeah, it, was, it was delicious Dickies. <laughs> what do you call it? Rib Barbecue? Yeah. Which, you know, is the kind of language Ribs Brady might have. Stuff. Rib, that, that's actually something. He didn't even have an and. Rib Barbecue. Yes, Brady <laughs> went a Neanderthal opened a restaurant. Rib Barbecue. Yes, good. Fire, delicious. So uh, get ready for it. Once again, this doesn't count. Because I've got a golden ticket. When you hear that, 
you could be going to Vegas with us. How's about them apples? So get ready uh, with your phone and don't start calling us yet. And don't get mad at people who can't, like they're freezing under pressure. It might be you. Don't put that uh, out into the ether that, because one of these days you might be the eighth caller and you've just basically all over everybody else. And then you get a question that makes everybody else think you're an idiot. So recognize the competition there. Still have four openings for our set jet plane. We're only taking 15 people and five of the 15 are us and one liaison. I don't know if it's Dom Who's or Who's responsible for I don't know if it's Well, see, here's the thing. Ben, uh, our uh, promotions guy, is supposed to go with us. But he's also supposed to have a back surgery. So it's coming up around the same time. So it might be Dominic. Oh, we can run all over him. That's no big deal. Well, we, we're could, we could knock Ben over, yeah, too. We're good. He'd like it, though. <laughs> but Dom is a guy that, uh, yeah, that we'll, we'll, don't worry about that. Our chaperone is going to be, we're going to be carrying him around. <laughs> So I'm not worried about that, but he's going to be the babysitter for the crew Okay, we're not going to do it. Ah. So there's five of us. So then there's only 10 slots left. Four of them will be picked through the golden ticket giveaway. One for the pick the uh, temp on Saturday contest that's going on at 98kupd.com. Guess the temp from newacunit.com. How about that? So you can win it. And I'm starting to come around on the idea that the random person might be the best one on the plane. We'll see. But uh, I think the rando from the guest attempt thing might be a little bit more stable than the lunatics we have emailing about how they know everything about us. And I'm like, uh-oh. We better have that little metal detector up just in case it's set yet because these people are potentially bananas. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. Can't wait. That flight's my favorite part of the whole thing. Can't wait to fly on that private jet. Oh, it's gorgeous. And we're leaving on Friday the 13th. No better time to go to Vegas than Friday the 13th. It'll be the best 25 minutes you've ever had in the planet. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to gun it. That's fine. That's probably true. I'm just going to gun it. See what this bird can do. But yeah, Friday the 13th in Vegas. That's when they, they turn the slots up a little bit to get you to their anti-bad luck. It's great. Is that what oh, I'm with? I love it. That's what I go with. <laughs> Got to twist. I'm Phil Mickelson. I'll twist my gambling problem. All year long. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 602-585-9800. A good one. And we'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. 98.